welcome back. This is The Thing About Aging. This week we have Catherine Boxholden. Actually, she is appropriately called Countess Catherine Boxholden, and we'll be getting into why and the story around that. She is a fashion and lifestyle consultant currently. She has reinvented herself a number of times. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Glad to be here. We were talking earlier about how when we go through menopause, it tends to have a big shift for we women. Yeah, I have noticed that women, when they start hitting the 40s and 50s, that all of a sudden as they're getting into menopause, they're gaining weight on their faces blowing up, their body shape is changing, they're gaining weight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That happened to me when I was about uh, in my 50s. All of a sudden I started gaining weight. I never gained weight before. I never watched, I don't diet per Mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. Could, Could not understand. I didn't realize it. I didn't know. And, and you hadn't changed how you were eating, so no, it was I, just a change chemically. I was eating the same way, but my body was changing. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder how many women are aware of the fact that when that begins to happen, that they're going into menopause. Do they put it together and say, well, I'm just gaining weight. Because I'm older. Because I'm old, I'm not exercising, or I'm eating too much. Or But I see the connection of menopause, that you could be eating the same way, but because your hormones or everything is beginning to change or decrease, your whole physical is changing, your face is changing, everything is beginning to change. And then you can get depressed about that. You're also depressed because your hormones are changing, and it's kind of this cycle, of, and it just you spiral down. Well, that's, that's when you have to become aware of it. And start changing with it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can take HRT. I do that. I take a bioidentical HRT. And that changed things for you? That keeps my hormones in balance. When you started taking it, what was the difference? More energy. When I was 55, there was no hormone identical. So there you had to take estrogen. I didn't like the side effects, and I stopped. So I didn't do anything for probably... I would say I didn't get to HRT till I was in my 70s. You also teach fitness. Senior fitness at the Y. So what makes it senior fitness? What is your approach? Working out for your bones, Mm -hmm. weight-bearing exercises, stretching exercises, balancing exercises. Mm. These are the issues that, as we get older, become a major issue. To maintain your whole body physique, not just for your looks, Yes. But for your independence. Yes. Oh, yes. For your independence. I'm strongly a believer in maintaining independence, meaning you have to be, yes, healthy, physically strong, being able to balance, not fall over, not be afraid to carry your groceries. I mean, yeah, I know they're simple things. So I do, I believe in balance. It's not about dieting. It's not about overeating, undereating, not drinking, not... I drink my wine, I eat what I want, if I want to smoke, I'll smoke a cigarette, Mm -hmm. but I believe in moderation, Mm -hmm. and I do what I feel I want to do when I feel like doing it, as long as I'm not addicted to overdoing any of it. Yeah, yeah. So physical exercise, in my mind, is the same thing. Don't have to overdo anything, but just do it. Move. On a consistent basis. Whether it's yoga, I don't care if it's yoga, combine yoga with, with uh, weight-bearing, mm-hmm. or with swimming, mm-hmm. walking. Walking, yep. Biking. It does, it's all good, but mix it up. And that keeps it interesting. Keeps it interesting. That's exactly right. 
you're not just talking though about balance physically. That's one aspect. I suspect you're talking about balance in other areas Correct. of our lives. Mental balance, emotional balance, physical balance. Okay. In other words, train your mind, read. Mm-hmm. That's mental. Yes. Okay. Emotional is <laughs> it's a whole other story. <laughs> I won't go into that one. <laughs> that's my weak point. I think. That's that's the part I'm working on actually. Okay. And it's good but you're working on it. I'm working on it. And that's yes. also keeps your vitality. Yes. Your, uh, what I love about you is your curiosity about life. Yeah, and very curious. Wanting to go deep in conversation and relationship and connection with people. Catherine comes from an amazing background. Her father, well, tell us about your father. Russian. Mm-hmm. My father's born in St. Petersburg in, in Russia, and my mother's Parisian, and I was born in Italy. And her father was part of the coup to try to assassinate Rasputin. Rasputin. Yes. All right. And I lived in Florence. Okay. And we came to the United States after World War II. And you've had many careers. Yes. Mother. Real estate agent. Artist. Artist. Designer. Interior designer. Interior designer in New York. I studied at the Art Students League. Fine art and illustration. Okay. Then I switched over to film and TV production because my husband was a writer and he was also involved in doing TV and radio. Okay. So I thought that would be interesting. Then I switched over to the School of Visual Art. Okay. So I was doing three three jobs. Definitely keeps things interesting. Well, by the time I hit 76, I said, I think... <laughs> I hit 76, and I think that's enough. If I'm going to stop working, cut down my expenses, I have to see how... And New York is very expensive. Very, yeah. And that's eventually, having done the research, is how I ended up in Asheville. Do you feel like you're evolving as a person, or you're getting back to your true self? It's a mixture. Okay. I change as things change. As life changes, I change with it. As my age changes, I change with my age. Okay. But it doesn't mean I have to be that number Okay. per cultural expectations. I don't know what that number is in my mindset. Mm -hmm. So my mindset and my philosophy doesn't fit into a category of age. So somebody asks my age, I say, I'm not old and I'm not young. Mm -hmm. I just am. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because I feel that you put numbers on people, it puts them in a category that they almost feel like they have to live that category. Mm-hmm. Psychologically or even unconsciously, well, I should look this way because I'm 50, or I should look this way because I'm 100, or I should, look, if I'm a grandmother, or I should act like a grandmother. Mm-hmm. I see, and I think yes. it's detrimental to your age. I think it's detrimental to your psyche. So I don't go there. And it doesn't mean that I don't get tired, and it doesn't mean that I don't think about it. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't think of mortality, you know, I'm going to die one day. It's very easy to give up and say the hell with it. But right. I will not mentally or physically handicapped by my number. Beautiful. I think that we learn until we die. And I know that my work is to work on my emotions because I'm very intellectual and mental. Mm-hmm. I think before I feel. Mm-hmm. So my training as I, since I moved to Asheville has been to feel first, try to feel first and then think together. Ah, okay, so first I suspect you had to have self-awareness around what your old patterns were. Yes. And then a willingness to look at your patterns and say, oh, there I go again. Yes, that's the beauty of aging. 
It's also the experiences of aging. If you take your experiences of life and look at them and what you've learned from them, or hope you've learned from them, and keep reinventing yourself is, re is learning what you didn't learn before. I dealt with my life problems and issues intellectually. I can control that, and it was a form of survival. Okay. Surviving a, wa a war as a child is not easy, it's, it's traumatic. Mm -hmm. So I've always dealt life by controlling through my mind, by working things out. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I avoided my emotions. Mm -hmm. So my emotions were always trailing behind. Okay. And that caused me pain because then I got into relationships that were not good for me. Because, I'm, again, I'm doing intellectual choices rather than following. Uh, okay, your heart. And then my emotions were lacking, and therefore I was not getting an emotional relationship. So it became a battle. Okay. Because I wasn't honest. But now what I've been trying to do is to be more aware of how I feel about things. This is fascinating to me because I'm the opposite way. I react emotionally immediately. And what I've been trying to, since menopause, it's interesting that that was the gateway, is to take that moment and create the space for my mind to be able to click in and give it time and say, yeah, no, just sit with this for a minute. So you're the, uh, I'm so you, the opposite. And most of my relationships were like you. Okay. I, w I was with people that were emotionally reactive. So it's almost like you were finding balance, not within yourself, but within the relationship by finding someone opposite. Yes. So awesome. exactly. Okay. Instead of having a, a discussion, mm -hmm. I'd get this emotional outburst of anger or some such thing, and it would throw me off balance. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with it. Yes. Because you weren't in practice of dealing with emotions within yourself. Exactly. So how could you possibly then be able to relate? I didn't have the tools. Yeah. This is fascinating. This is the crux of aging well. So many people as they age congeal. And they become very attached to their identity. Well, this is the way I've always been. And almost become rigid. a caricature. They're very rigid. Rigid, rigid, rigid. I feel that going through your fears is better than sitting home and being fearful. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, going through, through your fears, fears is better than sitting being, home and being, and being fearful. fearful. Because yeah. if I go through my fears, I attack my fears, and I get to the other side. Mm-hmm. When I used to do TV with my husband, it was the Virginia Graham show, was one of the shows we did. Okay. I'd be standing, waiting to go, to go on. My legs would be like shaking like crazy. I was so scared. But I did it. The pleasure is in crossing your fears and doing it. There's something mm. empowering about that. Mm. So, giving, yes. so getting older and aging and, and giving up on these things will age you. You're shrinking. You're shrinking. To me, it's, your life shrinks. So I don't know if you want to talk about the fact that you were married to a man and now you are a lesbian. Yes, that's correct. I was married to my husband, who is Viennese, mm -hmm. Austrian-born. When I was pregnant with my second child, it was in the 70s, I lived in New York City on the Upper West Side. So I met this woman. She and I became friends because we lived 20 blocks away. Our daughters were in the same school. We would go to lunch. We spent a lot of time at the museums. We were both interested in art. It was a time of the 70s with folk music was fantastic. We'd be listening to Peter, Paul, and Mary and Garfunkel. We'd be sitting there drinking sherry. 
And we talk about World War II. She's a Holocaust survivor. Okay. Older than I am, but also went through the war like mm-hmm. I did. Yes. A year later, I was visiting, sitting on the couch, talking. All of a sudden, I went over there and I kissed her. Did you just, think no, about it? No, it just happened. No, I did not. This is think. one time when your brain got out of the way. I didn't. <laughs> that's exactly right. I did not think about it. It was instinctively. I have no idea to this day as to why I did it. I did it. And I thought to myself, I remember thinking distinctly, my God, the ceiling didn't come down. <laughs> I didn't get slapped. Wow. I'll never forget, because it just stuck out so much in my... It probably surprised you as much as her. And we got into a relationship. We got involved. And then the husbands found out. Okay. So we had all... It's a long story, but we had... Then we dealt with that. Then they eventually settled down and accepted it. And we we had a relationship for about 12 years Mm. within the marriage and all of that. Okay. Uh, And then that's when eventually I... I, uh, And I knew she wasn't going to leave her husband. But I started exploring the whole subject. I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing. I started reading books. And eventually I um, decided I wanted to go ahead with my life. Good I made, I made a decision. You. Yeah, that's when I had to go back to school. I had to earn a living. Mm-hmm. I had to have an income. Mm-hmm. So it took me eight years. I got a job. I earned money. I paid for my divorce. And I moved out. And I used to go to the bars in New York City, and I'd be sitting at the bar, and I'd be, and I would always ask the question, "When did you know you were gay? <laughs> how mm-hmm. how did you know?" And you'd be surprised at the different answers I got. I was so interested as, "How did this happen? How? Mm-hmm. Why? When? You know?" Wow. Because I never thought about it. Of course, culturally, it wasn't part of the conversation, really, when you were growing up. Not in my time. Yeah. So interesting how instinctively, as you said before, as another person did that. Yeah. Your true person. Another person did that. Yeah. And what I found with the women was that emotional connection. But having a deep friendship with a woman wasn't enough. You wanted... I didn't want, I didn't know what I wanted, right. but it happened automatically. But that emotional connection is what I realized afterwards. Mm-hmm. It brought out my emotions. Mm-hmm. It, it brought out a whole ah. different feeling of myself, which I didn't have before. And even though I had a husband, he was not your typical male macho. He was very creative, mm-hmm. eccentric. Yes, yeah. Nonetheless, that was missing. I wonder if your experience of aging would be different if you hadn't had that kind of aha moment and connection and willingness to basically derail your entire life and follow your heart, which is so interesting because you say you're intellectual, but you really followed your heart. I never followed my heart before. I, I never did that before. It was always calculating, you know, survival instinct. And then in these relationships with women, it was awakening your heart. It was the emotional. Yeah. I want the whole package. The whole package. No, I want the whole thing. I want the emotions and I want the intellect. I have no doubt you'll find it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, how old are you again? 80. 80. Are you still sexually active? Uh, Yes. I love the physical. I love intimacy. I love the physical connection. It isn't just about sex. It's a physical connection. I like the whole picture. I'm very romantic in that sense. I love the beauty. Mm-hmm. I love intimacy. I love the sharing. Um, absolutely. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, good. That I'm, delights me. I'm not answer. dead yet, you know. I would love so much for women who are getting older to think that way. You're not dead yet just because society says you're over the hill. Yeah. Because they look at us as we're over the hill, so to speak, right? No, it's true. This it, it culture is very is. cruel unless you're 20 or 30. Yes. It's very cruel. You can hear it from Hollywood all the time, the older actresses like Mer- Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. and who complain about not getting parts because they're older. Yeah. It's a horrible mentality. Advertising is the same thing. They advertise us to death yeah. with youth. And everything is to look younger. Why can't we celebrate how we look now? Our vitality is within. It's our energy. It's not... But we can look good on the outside as well. We can... Mm -hmm. I feel that we don't have to be... I never considered myself attractive, but not beautiful. But I always felt you do the best with what you have. We all can be beautiful by bringing out our best parts. Yes. Whether it's our hairstyle, a little bit of makeup, our features. We can do that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it does, it, that's what it means to me. Absolutely. It doesn't have to mean that we are looking young. It means that we are looking beautiful. The best with, the what, best we with what we have. That's why style and fashion idea is, for me, clothes represents who you are. You wear the clothes that represents who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. It's an extension of you as a person. This is who I am. So it's not putting together a certain look or a certain package. No. It's expressing your true. Oh, it's I helping. Like that. It's helping you to find what looks best on you and how you feel with what you're wearing, and is it you? Mm. I like. That. I wear what is me, mm-hmm. and I wear the colors that I'm comfortable in. I will not wear a color that because I feel the colors. So I. It's not just about what looks good on me. It's what I feel on my body. I feel the colors. and It's not I, that the color makes you feel a certain way. You feel it, the actual I color. I feel the color. Oh, cool. And certain colors I don't feel right in, and I won't wear them. Because the color doesn't vibe, so to speak. So it's a vibration, you if you wish. So for me, dressing someone, dressing, helping someone with clothes has to do with how can I help you be who you are? Not what you think you should be from advertising but or the styles of the day, but who are you and how do, how do you represent yourself? I could have totally used you because when I started this whole finding out who I am, my true self, I looked in my closet and I couldn't find myself in the closet. I had a whole bunch of costumes for activities, my horse riding, my dance whatever group of friends I would dress for that group of friends, not who I was, or I would dress like someone I admired their style. I had to basically throw over time everything out. Each thing before I bought it, is this who I really am? It's your emotions that are reacting to it. It's your emotional feeling. Let's say today, I went in the closet, what do I feel like wearing? What feels comfortable for what I'm doing? What am I I comfortable in? Because if I'm not comfortable with what I'm wearing, I am not going to be comfortable wherever I go. Because if I'm wearing something because I think that's what I should wear, I am not going to be comfortable for the rest of the evening. And even though you it may like be appropriate of, for the situation, doesn't matter. you're at a place because you aren't Doesn't really feel there. right. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. Ah, That's how... To work through this fear of aging is if we dress like... Some of that fear goes away, I would think. You know, because you are being yourself. You are empowered. Mm-hmm. 
instead of some some feeling well I'm older and who cares and I don't look good and nobody's going to pay attention you know yeah, I, and I'm supposed that, to wear grays and blacks oh, I'm going and to disappear. browns and disappear because we're supposed to be invisible after a certain age right so Bullshit. nobody's going to care about me anyway they don't look at me so why should I bother yeah, yeah. I think the opposite I think there's nothing more than attractive than an elegant older woman put elegance there look at yourself with elegance wrinkles and all I think wrinkles are attractive it's character on a face mm-hmm. but how you put it all together brings it even more out even more attractive more to be respected but if we look like a slob excuse me mm-hmm. to say that how are you going to be respected you 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 are representing yourself to look the opposite of what you probably really feel. Mm-hmm. Don't you think an, a beautiful, an elegant older woman who's dressed nicely stands out? Oh, absolutely. It's hard for me to say how old I am. You think it's easy to... Uh, most everyone I know is much younger than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the oldest. And why is it hard? Because you're afraid because of, of the culture. ideas... Because of the culture. Because, okay, I'll be, you know, they'll think I'm too old. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm right there. That's what I say. I'm ageless in the point I'm not young, but I'm not old, and I'm, mm-hmm. ju- I'm just me. But the culture tells us different. We're not dying yet. Because this is what's happening. Just sit there and just wait to die. Yeah. Don't limit yourself because you are a certain age or aging. You have just crossed yourself off the list. Mm-hmm. Because I think you, you eliminate your own life. You cut your life short. Aging, that word... Aging is a problem for me in as our culture. As we currently right. express it. Yeah. I have no idea where I am age-wise. It doesn't matter. Right. I don't have a number. No, I will be and do whatever I can within my means. That's all. Yeah. Whatever that is. That's not aging. That's being. How about being? Ooh, let's be. Let's be. Yeah, just be. That's all, just be. <laughs> I love that. Well, fantastic. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for speaking with us My today. pleasure. Thank you. Next time is a unique segment that will call upon our powers, matriarchs, crones, and wisdom keepers to shift the energy of the planet during this very chaotic time. We have a very special guest who's often referred to as Kundalini Yoga's queen. She's also been called in the past LA's guru to the stars. She is Gudamukh. She will talk about how our coming together will uplift and heal all beings on the planet and how we can harness our collective power. Gudamuk is spiritual rocket fuel and a joyful bearer of light body and a super inspiring leader. I cannot wait to hear what she's going to talk about. Hope you'll join us next time. This is Sharon Saltzgiver and this is The Thing About Aging. <laughs>